0: you're sipping on a kombucha, you look really clean.
1: I just went for a run and took a shower. I actually just had a, um, a fast casual bowl from Sweet Green. Made me think of you guys. You had sweet. Green? Got me excited for the You
2: ate a bowl without us?
0: <laughs> Dude. I had what? to.
1: It's been so I was dying.
0: What'd you get in the bowl? Tell us all about the experience. Did you go in and order at the counter or you order online? No, or no, TV? no, no, no.
1: Of course not. I don't even think that's allowed. There's um yeah, there's a I sweet green what like what was fifteen minute walk from my parents' place. And um, so I put in an online order for a uh, chicken pesto parm, which, as you oh, know, I is my go to order. Arm. That's your signature salad. And then I went for a run. And then <laughs> while I was showering, my sister walked to Sweet Green, picked up our salads.
2: Oh my God.
0: Did you get it with a little um, olive oil and Lysol dressing?
1: Yeah, I got it. I actually got it with bleach on the side. <laughs> um, which I then drank to <laughs> disinfect my insides.
0: So that was a beautiful introduction to episode oh, 94.
1: No, 92.
0: It wasn't Arrelson 92 and a half. Oh, Arrelson was 91, so this is 92. We really hope you've been enjoying our hard-hitting uh, designer interview series. We're doing journalism. <laughs> Hell yeah. Today, um, Isaac LaRose is going to call in. The uh Canadian vagabond hat maker, uh turned eco streetwear designer. Um and uh, uh did you guys read Gabby's story about men wearing hats on Zoom? Yeah. I mean it's yeah. it's not just men. I mean Rachel's been really pioneering hats on Zoom. Um why men and Rachel are wearing hats
2: yeah. <laughs> the title of the story.
0: <laughs> the hat. I mean, it's not unlikely everyone, I mean, you could have seen it coming a million miles away that the hat was going to be the, the fashion star of this moment, um, which is why I've been making hats. I've started a little boutique, a little cottage industry here making hats. Out of your um, cottage? <laughs> yeah, out of my goat. I live in a goat shed where I, uh, where I crochet hats at a wood pulp. But um, Sam, you haven't donned a hat in all this time, have you?
1: I didn't bring any hats with me from Brooklyn, doesn't your dad have hats yeah my dad has a lot of like great golf hats but there's not
0: like a i imagine like like family homes have like a front hall type of closet that's like full of hats and like rain yeah but
1: that's still like that's still like the winter hat rotation is in there and a little bit past the season maybe it's still kind of cold here but um, none of those hats really interest me
0: that's so wild i have at least like a dozen hats with me. I mean, I when I travel- I I'm bring, so bummed like, that I didn't bring it.
1: I actually brought, oh, I actually did bring one, um, one of my Schritz hats. Those the are Albert so York my, one? Hold on. Yeah, the Albert York one.
0: The Alice Neal one I have is like my favorite. I mean, I've like bought several hats since I've been in isolation.
2: No, and what's amazing about your you. hat is that it seems, oh, that looks great, Sam, that looks so oh, good.
0: Oh, yay. Sam's wearing a hat now, everybody. Well, well, they, so heard, we they could see?
2: hear it slipping on. <laughs> uh, well, no. what I think is so amazing about the hat that you've made is that it's perfectly optimized for the pod taping location. The sunlight streams through the brim of the hat yeah. and lights up your face like a yeah, beatific kinda... spirit being touched by a pod god.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Creates a Raffia halo. It's a halo. My
0: favorite Beyonce song is Halo, actually. It's really the only Beyonce song I know.
2: I always confuse that one with ego. But one's about being angelic and one is about having a huge penis. (laughs) I can never remember which one is which, though.
1: What if Isaac comes on here and just absolutely trashes your hat?
0: He might. It's funny because uh, Isaac had a hat company for a long time called La Rose. which we should talk to him about the current state of, but uh, and speaking of Beyonce, it, he got he exploded onto the scene when he when Beyonce wore one of his hats and he was the first person to put little zippers on the side of the hats. Like he was making really nice like rabbit felt brimmed hats and he put a little zipper on them, which it was widely knocked off and and Beyonce won.
2: Yeah,
0: um, but he did. One of the all-time great hats ever was a collaboration he did with Our Legacy maybe five years ago. That was Paper Raffia. It was a paper, um, it wasn't, it was sort of a bucket. It was like a fedora, a shapeless fedora that you could like form into a bucket. And um, uh, I forced him to send me one and wore the shit out of it until it sort of fell apart. They're not really good when they get wet because it's it's like actually like paper. Like, you know.
2: Yeah, that happens when I put a phone book on my head
0: yeah exactly thank god um so yeah we do have to i i do have to get his feedback on the hat he is a hat expert um but but now he's like an eco-fascist or something i don't really know i don't know what his deal is but we're about eco-fashion fascist yeah um but i think he's i think he's onto something isaac has always been slightly ahead of the curve except that time when he was like in a canadian boy band um but otherwise, I think his his reputation and and or his uh you know
2: his resume is pretty solid. I think he should go back to the boy band. Yeah, they were good. They were really popular, weren't they? Uh,
0: that's my understanding. I mean, I had never heard of him, but I think they. I feel like. But he I think showed they, us like, those videos, and
2: they were good.
0: Yeah, they had a lot of, I think they have like millions of listens and stuff. I feel like he played a lot of like concerts in malls that a lot of people went to, like screaming fans in malls. Never like actual yes. venues, but always yeah. like a shopping mall concert.
2: Right, he's been a passionate lover of retail for his whole career. <laughs> that's right, that's where it <laughs> all began.
1: And now um, he also throws parties and and drinks natural wine and yeah. uh, runs a few, He he like runs a wine bar. In Quebec, I think.
0: Yeah, he did back when people. So used to hospitality do those is
1: also in his in his nature. He's as generous. Well
2: as he gives. He takes. He's a great man.
1: <laughs> How many uh, limited edition charity Supreme Takashi Murakami box logo T-shirts did you guys flip on Grail this morning?
0: I flipped zero. Um, but I You're wish really I was missing one. out. What are they going for? Over a thousand?
1: Yeah, we were having this discussion. Really? Uh, Rachel yeah. and I were talking about this, about like the ethics of um, copying and flipping these teas.
0: Yeah, eBay proceeds should monitor of which are those going sales. To,
1: the proceeds of which are going to um, a charity that's like helping, you know, provide for homeless use um, yeah. during this time.
2: And And Grailed and StockX are going to donate their like. The money that they get from these particular T-shirts being flipped to that charity. Oh,
0: really? I was just gonna say, I was gonna jokingly say that eBay should do that, but they're actually gonna do it. eBay. I don't know about eBay. eBay. eBay almost certainly won't. Oh, but Grailed only gets like a tiny percentage. So exactly. you're saying Grail does is, Grail isn't gonna keep their like little commission that they get, like or a 8% few percent
1: or whatever. Yeah.
2: Noah, yeah. do you have an understanding when Supreme? drops a t-shirt do you have any idea how many t-shirts are in a drop
0: no no because i
2: mean if if supreme is like yeah cool like we're gonna donate the money from this t-shirt but like a drop only has like a thousand t-shirts in it or something like that's not that much money
0: i know i mean i think that um i think they produce a lot i think they produce a lot and you know they have web shops around the world you know they're basically yeah 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 um their e-com is basically global now and um i think it's a lot
2: do they have warehouses in like different continents i believe so yeah
0: they do fulfillment in um in various places All around yeah. the world yeah but you know this is stuff no one really knows and that's the magic of it i mean the warehouse thing people well, probably you know well you
2: know but you can't <laughs> tell us
0: the question of the question of like their production runs is like a huge one and if anyone ever like really figures that out it would be super fascinating because you know part of the beef or whatever the story around supreme has been that they like intentionally make things in these really limited quantities which is true historically often true out of necessity because when supreme was just starting they you know like anyone they couldn't afford to make huge amounts but then just became a model for keeping, inven- you know, so you don't have inventories so that you sell through everything that you make, which is what, that's the situation you want to be in. And then yeah. rather than order more of that same thing, you just make a different thing. So you're not, so it's like this box logo T. once it sells, it's gone. I'm not just going to make more of those box logo tees. We're going to make a different tea and sell through that one. And that's, that's how their model works. Now the, at the scale Supreme is that now it doesn't make any sense because they could basically who knows how many more teas they could sell through if they, you know, thousands yeah. and thousands. It's like, yeah. But just based on the fact that the web, you know, on the web store, they're probably gone in seconds. It, it can't be that many, like for that many transactions to go through and like for the, for the sold out button to hit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I didn't get one. I was a little disappointed in the Morikami choice. He's not my favorite. And
1: yeah, I was wondering where that came from. I wonder if that um, had already been in the works and, they like greenlit it for this. Are you kidding me? That purpose. t-shirt
2: says hope to me. I look <laughs> at it and I see the future. I see hope. I see
0: homeless, optimism. Homeless youths
1: really look to Takashi Murakami. <laughs> Someone I mean, on Twitter guess... said something interesting, actually, which was that I saw in the, uh, Cam Cam Wolf tweeted something about the resale prices. And um, I think Russ Bengston replied with an interesting take, which is that, Supreme has basically just become like a wholesale skate shop which wholesales product to teenagers who create essentially like a their own like direct to consumer you know market that exists strictly online. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Some crazy margins on that on that wholesale business for Supreme.
1: Yeah, you guys remember that movie
2: blank check?
0: Yeah, vaguely.
2: Oh my what God, Kind it's of a, ki- so a kid's movie. Good. right? Yes. And this kid is like, his neighbor like gives him a blank check, and yeah. he fills it out for like a million dollars. He like builds like a cool like roller coaster in his backyard and like buys all this sick stuff. I yeah. feel like that's kind of what is and his parents were like, "What's going on with like Benny upstairs or something? I don't really remember. I haven't seen it in like 15 years. But I feel like that's probably happening with a lot of Sup- kids who flip Supreme. Their parents are like, oh, what's that roller coaster doing in the backyard, Benny? It's like, oh, nothing, Dad. Like, get out of my room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is what do we know thus far about the secondary like fashion and streetwear and sneaker market during COVID times? Is that is that a boom in business right now? Do you think?
2: It seems to be doing quite well. Yeah. StockX is like hitting record numbers. They actually added an extra fee. Uh, Which is like a
0: handling kind of. Mm
1: -hmm. When we were talking about this this morning, um, you know, someone in Slack said that they thought it was like fucked up that these people, that people are reselling this tea that was like designed for charity. But I think a lot of these kids who are like reselling, you know, they probably don't have jobs anymore. They're hungry. I can't really begrudge anyone right now for trying to make a buck from whoever is like actually willing to pay $1,200 for, who like is willing to and can afford. To pay twelve hundred dollars for a Takashi Murakami box logo.
0: Well, I don't, I don't get it. What's the argument that it's unethical? I mean, the money, no one's undercutting.
1: Is that the money for you're... charity
0: comes from Supreme? It's from the sale.
1: Right. I guess it's more like a, it's like spiritually suspect to like try to make a quick buck off of a, a charity a t- off of a charitable T-shirt.
0: Okay, but the charity here in question is getting the same amount of money either way and it's not coming at, it's not coming at any expense they're actually getting to them. More, they're
1: actually getting more because Grailed and StockX are doing the right thing. What's up, Isaac?
0: Hey. Isaac.
3: You good? Yeah, we're good. Crazy hat. I made it. Yeah, I know. I saw and that. You, can you rate the hat
1: for like on a scale of one to 10 or like how did, how did Noah do in his debut hat?
3: For me, it's a 10. I wrote it, I want one, I'm gonna buy one. It's crazy good.
2: Wow, the student has become the master.
3: Yeah, it's really good.
0: I was saying how um, that you're our legacy collab from years ago.
3: Yeah, that was the start. Was,
0: was a, a paper, that was made of paper, right?
3: Yeah, paper straw hat.
0: And uh, th- that was kind of my inspiration here. Although I went yes. more like, I went more true bucket with it.
3: It's really cool. I mean, what what else have you made? You you made the bucket hat. Have you made like vases or?
0: I made. I was baskets? making uh, baskets. Yeah, small pine needle baskets. I got really yeah. My craft game is really like. Um, reaching and then you're new making levels.
2: an iPad. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm designing the next iPhone. Um, <laughs> so I've been t- tinkering with some like industrial design and engineering as well as uh, crocheting raffia.
3: I'm jealous of Noah's lifestyle these days.
0: Oh, because like, I live in a goat barn?
3: Yeah, totally. Where are you? Are you in your office? Yeah, the Eden Power Corp office, Montreal, Canada.
0: And um you you're doing you're hitting the office every day
3: and uh No, no, no. I go no. I no, only go when we like absolutely need to do shipping or stuff like that. I don't need to be here. Like I only need my computer so I work from home. Uh Florence comes in the office to do like the pattern making and designing the new collection. But most of the time, yeah, just staying home. But at the same time, it's only like it's a 40 minute walk, like less than 20 minute bike ride to come here. And there's just like absolutely no one in the streets. And we're the first office in the building. So, and the building is empty. The whole building, there's no other tenants in this building? There's tenants, but we never see anyone. It's like uh-huh. kind of like no one's working because like all for example like there's um all the fabrics get cut downstairs like the floor below us but like this is just like closed down at the moment and then there's a like a leather business and they're just also closed and then you have like the the owners of the building that they're not there at the moment or whatever so I don't know exactly like who else in the building is quite big but it seems like no one's really working.
2: You should yeah. leave little messages for people. <laughs> if you're out there, I love you, and science is real.
3: It's good. Try
1: that. Yeah. What is that behind you, Isaac, those those stacks of magazines? Is that
2: National Geographic?
3: Yeah, it's all of them. Jane Goodall. Yeah, it's just uh, a lot is, of that This
0: is part of your e- your... Your eco streetwear brand is, is heavily influenced by Netgeo.
3: <laughs> I think there's some cool stuff in it. There's like great pictures. I don't read them. Oh, yeah. The vintage
1: <laughs> Jane Gall pics are massively inspiring. That's super cool. Yeah. She was super oh, There's cool. a
3: lot of like really good photos, but yeah. Articles. I don't know. I read it's the
2: opposite wow. of Playboy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What uh there is Maybe. a lot of nudity though also. <laughs> <laughs> What's the vibe in Montreal? I mean, it's probably like every other
3: city in the world right now, or it's just sort of uh, it's different. It was snowing like two days ago. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's pretty much the same. It just I think we're quite lucky. Like it's obviously um way less stressful being in Montreal than being in New York or something like that uh at the moment. Like it's just slower and more contained i would say and then we have like a lot of like government benefit and all of that and just for example like this morning the canadian government announced that they're going to pay 75 percent of the rent of every small businesses for the next three months so like to sustain like all the restaurants bars and even our own office so everything that's commercial um, I think less than $50,000 of rent is going to be covered at uh, 75%. So that kind of stuff, like it's, that's a good place to be.
1: Yeah. Corporate Lunch LLC might have to um, move to Montreal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we work out of your office? Your office is sick. I always see it on Instagram and it's like, it looks like you guys gutted some, like, what is it? Like, can you describe it's, the space you work out of?
3: Yeah, it's it's a weird space. So we're looking for something, like the brand is really young, right? So we announced it exactly like a year ago on GQ. And uh, after a couple of months, we needed like just a small office, but at the same time, that we wanted to be able to do events in it. And just like, obviously that's kind of canceled at the moment, but that was a goal to be able to bring people uh, in a little space so we wanted something that was going to be close to the production which is more north of montreal i would say um it's one street behind the essence office so like all the like the the brands have like their office space there and like our production is the building next to us fabrics get cut like downstairs buttons come from the same building so everything like it's a small ecosystem of everyone kind of working the same area and we found one space that used to be a restaurant in the 60s and then that was converted into a painting studio by a bus driver so you put (laughs) <laughs> he had like wood walls everywhere but then he painted fake wood on it and that was the and like fake <laughs> bricks and this that was a really surreal space It's just like yeah quite disgusting to be honest <laughs> and then then it became like a small church and then we we got it. it was empty for i don't know i think a year or something like that so we just removed everything but there was like dead mices like everywhere so we had to clean all of it and then we rebuild like the kind of plaster walls and yeah that's it it's just like it's a lot of plants kind of a really gray area surrounded by plants and with super cool furniture i think that's the main thing a lot of wine also
1: someone from montreal told me that a lot of like mcgill kids and um other like young people who are like really into fashion try to get jobs at essence uh, yeah, because the that. employee discount is like totally popping yeah, so montreal 50. has now be, has now become it's, it's just like crawling with these like super like high level fashion <laughs> kids now like, it's I like think- it's like a full-on like tommy tons like street
3: style gallery or something in my mind like if if you're based in montreal you got like 50 off at essence that's kind of how it works it's like they have like 500 employees here yeah so everyone knows someone yeah
0: (laughs) how long have you lived in montreal
3: montreal i think it's been six years
0: oh wow so you're from quebec city yeah
3: yeah three hours from montreal
0: and uh what's what's quebec city like what I, what I want to get to is I want to get to you growing up on like a hippie nudist. Um, uh, that's before comedy. that. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was like, where do you want to go? I want to talk about Quebec City. Um, so, yeah, Quebec City, um, So all the Quebec like kind of state only speak French. So it's only French language everywhere except Montreal. Montreal is a bit more Anglophone than Francophone. It's a bit over 50. Uh, it just tipped over. Um, and I come from Inverness in the Quebec region also, which is a kind of like hippie commune where they have like the bronze foundry. So all the bronze art pieces that are made in Eastern Canada are all, uh, all come from that village. And I come from, yeah, super hippie background of everyone naked and going to the beach and you were
2: like so inspired when you heard
1: about clothes
3: (laughs) (laughs) when you grow up without clothes you realize
0: and when someone tells you about them it's like holy shit
1: well they're only
3: allowed to wear hats but (laughs) seriously to be honest i think i think a lot of people that work into clothes or fashion or whatever that like the obsession come from a lack at one point i Mm -hmm. get the feeling I just, like, you really wanted that piece or that piece or whatever, and you never add it, and then it just kind of stick there. So, yeah, I think it's part of it, <laughs> a bit.
0: What was the first fashion thing you remember really wanting?
3: Uh, just, like, real added expense. Like, just with the three stripes instead of two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
3: had like, all the shitty gear. I always had like, the, the fake stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, no good, no good clothes. It's just like, just the bad stuff. So yeah. I went thrifting a lot. So that's, that's part of it.
0: So what's happening with Eden these days? Are you guys um, doing what all the other brands are doing? Like just tracking down people to, to pay you and trying to get through these, trying to get through this season and get, get fall into stores and stuff. Or are you more focused on the next, on uh, designing the next collections and like thinking about what's going to happen after?
3: So, it's a mix. Like for us, like we're obviously super small, so it's only me and Florence right now. So we don't have like a, a big team. It's not a, like a big problem. The rent is super low and it's covered by the government. So that, that's, that's not the main problem for us. So too. you haven't had to lay off your girlfriend from your, from no, your brand yet? Not not right now. Um, so we're still going to make like the, the fall-winter collection, but all our factories are closed. So yeah. we need to wait until they reopen and then that's going to be hit. Uh, obviously, some stores, they cancel the orders. Some other ones, they like, did like smaller orders and stuff like that. But that's totally fine. We're just like a new brand beginning. But then we're mostly focusing on the next one and seeing like what can we do that's interesting, even if it's just online. It's harder when you don't have a lot of reach when we saw, oh, it's going to be like the first year anniversary. It's going to be our day again. So that's when when we started like really pushing a lot of content to all the platforms. So doing stuff with Essence, Totokayo, and like LNCC all at the same time, trying to do what we can from from the office.
0: Eight thousand trees. How are you going to plant eight thousand trees?
3: Uh, I'm not planting them by yourself. But, you got a shovel. <laughs> but seriously, eight thousand trees is like it's really not a lot. Like my yeah. dad used to be a, like a tree planter and they plant like between like a thousand and three thousand per day per person. So like, okay, cool. Like we're going to plant 8,000 trees. It's going to be four days of work of just one guy.
1: <laughs> and you did that. And you no, did that
3: when just... you think about it, it's just like, it seems like a cool number and it's cool. Like it's better than nothing, but it's, yeah. That's really not much. <laughs> and you did that on Instagram, the, right? Like, yeah. it was like for
1: every like on your Earth Day post, you guys would plant a tree. Yeah, exactly. You how still long did does it well. take though? you
2: to plant like one tree? Like, what's the process of like. You just drop a seed down like, and walk away. That's
0: <laughs> not a seed.
3: You, you, you plant like a little sam- like sampling. I don't know how we say Sapling. it. Sapling. Sapling. So you plant like like a tree little tree Yeah. Like a sample of a tree. (laughs) like a beet. So So that's that's what you plant. And that's it. And you can plant like tons of them, like thousands of them per day. And that's it. Like the way the way we do it is that we have a partnership with another Eden company, Eden Reforestation Projects. And what they do is they plant in various countries, but the main difference is that they're using the people that lives in the village to plant trees around the village. So it's going to like rebuild the forest, the ecosystem, rebuild the soil and bring back nature. So it's all win-win for the small village. So it costs a bit less to plant them trees. And I think it's more worth it than having like students making tons of money planting trees in this I
1: yeah like, i mean i liked the post so one of those trees is mine and if, if they could come and plant that in my backyard in brooklyn that would be really <laughs> awesome
0: yeah i'll take my tree um you can just send it to my home what yeah. are you drinking you sipping on a nice little wine right now it's a little yeah. early but a little a, natty it's, it's wine fri- it's friday Actual.
3: that was that was a plan i have like a, an amazing cider right now but the fridge broke and today's too warm outside so i'm i'm stuck i'm drinking water
0: oh you, uh, you were one of the first people I knew to be really be um, on the natural wine, the, the so-called natural wine scene.
3: <laughs> it's good. It's good. The funky stuff.
0: wine scene.
3: It's good stuff. Actually, I'm into it, not exactly. But the moment I got really, really into it is because of our legacy. When oh, they party do, they had? When did you do the the summer event? Oh, it's called the soirée.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So they Soiree. did they did the uh, the soiree in Paris like they do like every summer. That's a and legendary party, right? Yeah, That's it's good so party. good. It's the best one in my mind. It's just like the vibe is so chill. And they had a guy from Paris that was like just serving wine. And I think I spent the whole soiree just at the bar tasting like his stuff. I stuck there for like two hours. And I was just like, this is so good. Like, all of them are so good And just after that was new york so i went to ten bells and i just ordered exactly the same wines and then like elsewhere and just like the same the same again and i think like i don't know two weeks later i was like okay i need to open my own wine bar so that's what happened yeah that was the story about it but that was good
0: and um eden so eden eden's one year, Eden, your brand, Eden Power Corp. One year anniversary was basically like yesterday or whatever. This week, right?
3: Yeah, it's the uh, yeah the day of the announcement of the launch. Yeah,
0: tell us about what like what Eden is and starting it. You are like one of the first people, and still one of the only people I saw to really channel the energy of like environmentalism and kind of activism, but just kind of like a, a different perspective on clothes and style and like also an aesthetic that somehow also involved natural wine but also like weird <laughs> like geometric domes just like your whole i remember you showed me your sort of like some references and and ideas early on and it felt like so fresh and perfect for the moment and um what was that what is Eden all about like what was the creation of it kind of what you're trying to do
3: but I think just the name kind of reflect what we're trying to do. So you have like the Eden and then you have the Power Corp side and it's how like this kind of clash can work together instead of being like in fight. So what we're trying to do is propose what we always say is like offer alternatives for a better future, but it's just, it's making cool shit that is not just like, Oh, like, consume less and like just go back into caverns and it's not that is like just changing the perception of what is cool like gardening is super cool like eating plant-based is fucking cool electric cars are cooler than other cars and it's just like it's just that it's just changing like that perception of you're a kid or your teenager and You see cool guys and you want to do the same stuff. So it's just trying to change that. Yeah. That's that's mostly what we're trying to do with the brand. And I think one way to make it is make that kind of stuff sexy in a kind of way. And that's what we're trying to do. So it's not like that can be like there's a trend of doing more like EV clothes right now or whatever. But that's going to be like a really short-lived trend like other trends and then that's going to be gone but it's not about like a specific style it's about the idea and then with eden you can take that idea and apply it to different style as it's going to evolve yeah it's it's more of a streetwear mentality and i think in that sense rather right. than having like a super specific aesthetic that is like defined by by style it's more about the idea the vision and how we can build that community around it so that encompassed like a lot of things. Like like we said, like, oh, you're drinking wine, but natural wine is just cooler than like regular wine. And that's the thing with like cider. It's the same thing. Food's the same thing. I don't know, like every kind of travel. And you're going to build like a new house. Make it the good way. It's going to be cooler.
0: Make it out of mud.
3: Yeah. <laughs> build a, a geodesic dome in your backyard. Uh, that's a bad <laughs> idea, but it's a cool idea for... For a kind of summer house
0: (laughs) yeah for your weekend house not for your primary residence you want that to be made of you know bricks and stuff
3: yeah i think it's better
0: well i was just gonna say you guys had an amazing first year i mean you launched and you were pretty well connected and from from larose um you know gave you a lot of exposure and access and you did the trade shows and you were definitely on the scene and traveled the world as a as a fashion designer but um eden kind of came out of nowhere and you know, nothing's guaranteed in this industry. And you had an amazing response and basically got in like every good store in the world.
3: I think we were quite lucky. I was about to speak French, but yeah, we were super lucky. in the first, like the first little drop we did and the, the launch event at Union, I've never worked at Union before. Like I've, I've never worked with them, never sold Laos to the store or whatever. But they they got it, they got the idea, and they let us, like, do the first event and the launch there, and also with the guys at Très Bien, so they were, like, the f- two first ones, and then uh, our first real season is right now, so it's SS-20 that we shipped, like, a month ago, something like that, but then that's also at Essence and, like, all the other good ones, and I was I was kind of impressed to see that they all got on board, like, at the first season. And then we got a call from Slam Jam, so mm-hmm. that's for us. It's just like, okay, shit, like that's that's a big deal for us. I don't know for like maybe if someone wanna explain what it is to people that don't know. but it's, <laughs> Well, it's quite you mean
0: cool. Slam Jam? There, I mean, many people may know the the store, but Slam yeah. Jam is a, a distribution and sales uh, agency, basically. Yeah. Based in, are they based in Milan?
3: They're based in Ferrara, but they also have, yeah, like the store and a part of office and the art gallery in Milan.
0: But they're basically, I guess, without getting too much into like the business that I probably shouldn't say too much about, Slam Jam is really responsible for supporting some really big brands globally like Stussy and Alix and others. Like Slam Jam is, is, is big time
3: global there and behind like those brands and it's been there for like the past 30 years so like it's launched to see like in europe so to have these kind of ogs from the industry and from like a street point of view but they're also doing like distribution for telfar and ecoslata so they bridge those gap right now of stuff that is fashion but that there is a, a culture side to it and we fit exactly in this so Like, having that support, like, from really early on, like, that's amazing. Like, we know that we can spread the vision a bit more. Yeah. I actually
1: stumbled across something last night. I was looking at um, this brand called Minimal Los Angeles, MNML, because I saw on Instagram that they were being sued by Chrome Hearts for ripping off their clothing. (laughs) And I went to this brand's website, and apparently it's just, it's like this really, really, like, dirt cheap, Fast fashion brand that just like directly rips off designer yeah. clothing, and they have a a shirt like a camp collar shirt that's white and it's over dyed in this sort of like purpley brown color that looks exactly like the um, the shirt that you just shipped for SS twenty. That's like Unison yeah. and Union and stuff
3: like that. I'm looking at it right now. It's a kind of like a mix between like us and. Cactus plant flea market and other stuff, whatever, but yeah. Uh, I'm not saying you should see them. I'm I'm saying
1: that, I'm saying you, you know, that might be how you know that you've, uh, that you're really making waves right now. They also did this very
2: Kith thing of making a uh, sweatshirt and sweatpants. I see that just say quarantine on them in varsity (laughs) letters. So at least you didn't make that first.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) where are you you, rachel where am i yeah which city
2: i'm in the france of brooklyn
3: france (laughs) of new
2: york brooklyn paris brooklyn
3: Mm -hmm.
0: isaac you you should see rachel's apartment you would love rachel's apartment
3: yeah you got some stuff the chairs it's
0: very it's like a i can't describe it it's eclectic it's like a it's like an antique store
3: uh-huh. Yeah, Except
0: imagine
2: within... it's like. Remember when you were talking about the dead mice? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's an old church with wood painted like wood with
0: dead oh, mice. Um,
1: yeah. What's
2: wait.
1: your
0: furniture? What's your furniture game like right now, Isaac? Because Isaac, you're also you're the person every time like a new furniture trend kicks off when there's like some chair like who's the Brazilian um, Percival? The Brazilian? Percival,
3: I don't know. I'll say it. I think it's perfect. all so, oh, Laffer, yeah, Laffer. Okay, like
0: laugher? every time there's like furniture designer that's like the hot shit thing that like is all over Instagram. I always see it like from you. first. I got a good
3: one. I love that chair. Like it's so huge. It's it's really really huge. Actually, it's a bit broken, so I can't sit on it. <laughs> so, but <laughs> for me, it's art. Like it's an art piece. It just just look at it. Like it's so good. So it's a big
0: the lafer stuff is like if you took a giant leather blob or like a giant pile of shit made out of leather and yeah, just it, draped it over yeah, like, like a teak frame or a, a, a bamboo frame or something.
3: Yeah, it's like a drape inflated leather. That's so yeah. good. It looks so good. It's pretty good. Now this I really like it. And it, for us, it's chasing the stuff that's cool i like, I never buy expensive stuff. So I just like the, I don't know if you saw, like, I got the amphibio sofa bed. Like, the, the
0: yeah. Oh, you did?
3: You got an amphibio. Huge ass, like, I don't know if you guys know what it is, but like, it's an amazing, it's huge a spread leather in couch the new... that you can open and then it becomes a bed with like a shirling bed. Yeah, things it. Did you
0: see in the new GQ style, in the post Malone issue of GQ style, it's like a full two page spread?
3: Okay, so I got this one for 40 bucks, Canadian. It's what? like 30 US. Yeah, How did you crazy. find it? Um, <laughs> I found it on Marketplace, and I, it was a really bad picture. There was only one from the side. You could not like, understand that you could open it, whatever. But, like, obviously, I know the piece. I was like, I need to go get this right now and I don't have a car so I went and I rented like a big truck and I went like just one after one hour after you posted it what's marketplace
0: like craigslist for Canada or something
3: marketplace is the is the it's a craigslist of Facebook if you still have a Facebook that's how we get like oh, good furniture wow that's a trick so I think that's why like cool people don't have good furniture because they're not they're not on Facebook anymore because
2: they're not on Facebook anymore
3: <laughs> yeah That's that's the way you get them because the algorithm is so strong. Like everything that you, I got the feeling that everything you save like on Instagram or whatever, it's kind of linked and that's what they're going to send you from marketplace because I am, I'm finding like crazy good stuff and really cheap. Wow.
2: The uh, Instagram like ads sort of telling you what you like is a pretty amazing phenomenon. There's this. good, right? um, (laughs) Yeah, it works so well. I mean, there's this there's this really great essay in N plus one like six months ago about Instagram, and the woman writing the essay just like became obsessed with Instagram for like two or two years, and uh, she started to get ads that were like, "Are you depressed?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh god!
2: What are your ads?
3: My ads? I just have been like everything I'm googling, so whatever, like i was doing research about wine and like and land art so that's going to be my ads it's just, like it's boring it's all the stuff that i search for but it changed everything for land art
1: yeah that'd be so yeah. tight it's like a new like, documentary I? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: welcome to my master class
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but that's pretty much it like i have gardening yeah. master class today in my ads and like the week before it was like masterclass for interior design, and just like that's pretty much what it is. It's just like yeah.
0: I always find those ads disappointing because the algorithm might know what I'm what I'm thinking about or looking at, but it doesn't know my taste level, so it's offering me like the shitty version of the thing that I'm looking for. So it's like I'll be looking at like slippers or something, and I'm looking at like Charvet and Laurel Piana, and then my Instagram ends up full of just garbage slippers from like you know,
3: but th- like
0: direct to consumer startups
3: did any one of you ever bought something from the ad i haven't no know. of course not same no, here i don't <laughs> think so there,
0: there <laughs> are sometimes when there are there have been times where you'll see some like weird like gadget or like product that i'll like take a little while to look at like a I'm I'm going to look at them. Yeah, I'm looking at mine right now. I want to see. I'm going to look at
3: them when it's always when it's new tech. It's just like, oh, what's this, and obviously you don't need it, but I'll tell you you guys what the
0: first ad I see. Vogue. First ad I got was from Vogue.
1: This guy really likes fashion magazines.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Have you ever heard of this
2: Vogue? (laughs) Yeah.
3: I saw like good brands starting to push like that i think are really like amazing brands and starting to push more ads on instagram like in the crisis right now and in my mind i was like don't do that <laughs> don't, why it
0: looks why uh,
3: because you've never bought anything from the ads oh, i don't yeah. know who's yeah, the customer for that but just, it doesn't seem cool
0: isaac how i'm really curious about how your lifestyle is going to change in a in a post covid world i mean you just travel the world you stay in hostels in like <laughs> sleeping in bunk beds bunk beds and rooms packed with strangers yeah that's in every be city you go to you have like a you're like a uh, not nomadic what is the word for it what is a vagabond are you a va- what does that mean
3: I don't know what it means exactly.
0: You're like a roaming, kind of like, a, not quite a homeless person, but <laughs> you have a very dirt particular... And on. You, you,
3: you like it when you see me with all my bags. like
0: Oh, my cause, God. Because
3: Noah came when it was the, uh, the, the strike for climate.
0: And, oh, in uh, Montreal. yeah, In yeah.
3: Montreal, that was in September.
0: When uh, and, Greta was there.
3: Yeah, and he came on that specific day because that was like the big time event yeah that was also really cool shout out to dime but and he saw me with all my bags that I'd always like traveled with and he was like oh i always thought this was something that like you just carry when you travel but i always have like tons of bags with me <laughs> just like, like
1: what, you what you, what, what's
3: your bag of choice what do you what do you rock with it's totally destroyed it's a masterpiece bag but it's like yeah it's really garbage now i also, also yeah that's the main one then I have like the the kind of like Eden vagabond bag like the, the ones there like on the sides so I have one or two of these there's always like a couple of other bags in my bag well, have you
1: started how, yeah. Have you, yeah yeah exactly. you know, the, always
3: so like you have the main bag and then you have like two other ones you also so, like, like you Mary have, like,
2: Poppins when she has like the lamp and the like
3: but you Dog need to. and stuff
2: like coming, you have like more bags in the back.
3: If I want to, like, if I want to have my bottle of water, my computer, then like the, the, like the coffee mug that you're going to reuse all the time, and then like your stuff too for the grocery shop. You carry a fork carry on your it. belt. Yeah, got that.
0: <laughs> cutlery, a full cutlery <laughs> set dangling from the belt.
3: All of it. The, Various the wine, pouches. The wine bottle opener.
0: Bottle openers.
3: So you got all of that. See. Can't put that in pockets unless yeah. you're wearing Ricoh Owens.
1: What are some other brands or designers that you're into right now? I mean, I remember when I met you, I was I was just really blown. Away. I had I had like seen photos of you around on Instagram and stuff because you had something of like a street style. Uh, famous for street you know, style. Yeah, you were yeah, you were sort of like this famous street style guy. That's your role uh, now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Sam High has replaced you. Yeah, I, I thought wish. about. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like. Sam now got like one of the best style out there. Shout out to Sam.
0: Damn, big cosign. That's nice. OG, great,
3: great style. Isaac was early on. That pearl necklace is so good that you have in there. Oh yeah! Shout out, B.T. Bella. All
0: right, Sam gets plenty of. Just more. Just keep it
3: coming, guys. Yeah, come on. Let's. (laughs) that was that's good. There's
0: other podcasts that just talk about Sam's style, (laughs) and there's there's Instagram accounts for it, so you can go do that if you want isaac was was, early on the soloist i think you were the first person i knew to be deep into the soloist
3: yeah it's it's good pieces but i'm too fat now (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe it's the wine but yeah, like soloist was like a brand i was really into i just actually i don't dress up that much anymore like i sold like everything i had like only got like three looks left something like that always Wear exactly the same thing all the time, mostly like our own clothes, but it somehow feels less exciting. But some of the brands that I think are really, really cool is, I don't know how to say it, but Klettermussen, like the kind of uh, Swedish. Patagonian. Yeah. Outerwear. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're K, amazing.
0: It's like K L A T T E R.
3: Yeah. M U S E N. Yeah. So they're really like, good
0: outdoors brand
3: so good and for me like the aesthetic is better they never done any collaboration and the fabrics are crazy like they have like castor bean like kind of like vegetable plastic it's just like bioplastic shells it's just like it's really 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 good I think another brand that is not sustainable but that is super cool at the moment is GR10k yeah. So
0: they're amazing. Their stuff is sick. This
3: this is super cool. Uh obviously Kiko. Um what else? I would say that's my like my main tree right now would be like these three brands.
0: Tell us a little bit about what you and Florence are have been designing. I mean, you guys like you said this is you guys are kind of doing like work uniforms in a sense. It's not it's not workwear in the like heritage workwear sense, but it's sort of like it has like a uniform aesthetic in a sense, right? Yeah. But then some sort of innovative pattern cutting and like funny pockets. And it's kind of always has like a twist to it.
3: Yeah, the idea was was to make stuff that is really easy to wear and that is not like reinventing new silhouettes. And I think that's one of the code of of streetwear is it's not that much about the product. It's really more about the idea and like who's wearing it kind of makes the value of it. And a lot of people think this is bad. I think it's super cool. Like <laughs> I, th- I think like everything that is streetwear related, is just a sign that you're part of a group and then you have the one that are the posers and you have the one that are really part of it. And I think it's a good sign that we can like identify like, groups and what you're stand for and what you're pushing. So the the cuts of what we do are super simple, but then like in the pattern making we had like some twist to it. So like the jacket I'm wearing right now. So it's um it's amp with mixed with organic cotton and then you have that kind of vortex weird shape in the in the pattern. Yeah. Like this. So it's it's just little details like that. And we have two different uniforms one that is a slimmer fit, one that is really more baggy. And then the rest is mostly graphic stuff. Clearly uh, inspired by Dune.
0: When is Dune coming out?
3: It's supposed to come out in December.
0: I wonder. And Timothy Chalamet's in it, right? Yeah. You should send him some clothes or something.
3: Nah if he buys it it's cool but like sending close celebrities is, it's a weird thing to do in my mind like it never gets to them anyways <laughs> yeah. like i've never done I it also- but like like when uh, like when you see people that receive like tons of stuff like it just pile up like in the office, and then it's just like, oh, what's that shit, and what's that other shit, and it's just like, do you want that? And then it goes to the interns or whatever. It's just, <laughs> I'm I don't sure think Timothy it's a- Timothy Chalamet's publicist assistant would look great in Eden Power Corp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but so no, that's not that's not the goal with the brand. I would say like if it, if they're into it, they can buy it though. That would be cool.
1: Well, Timothy listens to the pod, so um, you it's
3: know, great. go buy that but shit, I, man. Yeah. I want Denis oh, Villeneuve you, to wear it though. Who? Denis Villeneuve? The director. Oh yeah. You must say it with a weird English accent. Yeah, I know. But his Come name on. is French. It's called Denis Villeneuve.
0: <laughs> you gotta slow it slow it down for me. Um
3: what's the current
1: status of um of LaRose uh the hat organization? Um I think that's probably how a lot of people what a lot of people know you from, and um, yeah. that was obviously your first step um towards you know, expanding into uh,
3: what's now Eden Power Corp. And it was really the first experience. It's on a it's in a hiatus, like pause, hibernation situation. So my partner is Mac Boget, and he launched a really cool magazine. I don't know if you saw it called Litigate.
0: hmm I it's did. Kind of yeah.
3: French menswear magazine, but like, yeah. like I think it's super cool. Uh, with Gautier also in Paris that yeah. runs like a vintage store and design uh, other clothes for day. But so now he's doing this and he got three kids and he's just like, don't really have time for La Rose. And me on my side, I was in the process of launching Eden. And then I was like, maybe it's better to just focus on one project. So what we did is that we kept the brand alive. So La Rose still exists. But we don't release collection and the only thing we do is we produce collaborations when we have other brands that reach out to us to have like the expertise of doing like iron hats instead of just going through the factories or whatever so if they don't have that experience so that's a plan right now and we're not sure what to do with it to be honest like if, if someone's want to take over they're welcome <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah,
0: and- if you're looking to take over a hat company hit up <laughs> isaac and I'm Sam Hine, and I can get you. <laughs> I can get you connected to Isaac.
3: But at, at the same time, I think it would be super cool if, like, we just keep it that way for a very long time, and after that, like, our kids take it back. I think that would be cool.
1: The Rose and Sons, yeah, or daughters. But that's where it's at. Those Masoni hats that you made, um, mm. what was that like? Probably a year and a half,
3: two years ago, were yeah. so sick. Yeah, that was my highlight. That was like that was really cool. That was peak moment. We were also lucky with La Rose because when we started, the first collaboration we did was with Ami for the opening of their store, the first store in Paris. And that was their first collaboration. And then the next one we did was like a couple of months after that was the first collaboration of Jacques Mus. So, and it's again one of the only collaborations he's done. So I just like read an article that was like, oh, what I like about him is that he's not doing any collaboration. I was like, yeah, he's done one. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> so then we did like Our Legacy, White Mountaineering, and then it like grew up until we did Missoni. And for me, that was such a big deal like back then. So oh, that was really cool experience and the fabrics are, like, are so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Favorite hats
0: yeah you had an amazing um, run of collabs that you got you're doing Eden hats too. those are sick. those are what well, you found deadstock hats. that's a different program though, right? You found hats that yeah you're
3: that dying. was that was different. That was a um, like th- the oldest hat company that we have in Montreal is called Canadian Hat, and they were moving to a new office, so they reached out to me for La Rose thinking like we have like a lot of felt and old straws or whatever, if ever that's interesting for you. And I went to look at them. I was like, this is way too crazy for La Rose, but I would make like amazing hats for Eden. So it's all stuff that has been sitting there since like 1970s. Wow. Um, it, like, but I was a, it's a hard way to sell them to stores because for example, like one of the felt hats is going to be like a crazy tie-dye, but there's only three of them. Right. and then the other one the cheetah one there's like four and then there's another similar but different print there's two of them and, and it was like that so the stores could not pick which one they would get and yeah they would buy like a random kind of package of weird hats that they would get just put them all on your website i don't know but we, we sold them like oh, the stores got them and all of that but it was just like it's tricky. so
2: funny how stores have been, like, adapting to more designers making clothing in that way. Like, oh, uh, on a lot yeah. of, like, like if you look at, you know, like, upcycled clothing that's sold uh-huh. on, like, Nordstrom or something, there's always this thing that's, like, each piece is individual and it may not look as pictured as if, yeah. like, that's not the point. Like,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
2: oh, no, I'm buying this hat because I need it to look exactly like the hat that's in the photograph.
3: No, it's cool that they're doing it and it's even surprising that they were kind of able to introduce that in their business model. Like it's so, so strict and rigid and it's like, it can be really difficult to work with the big retailers. Like it's, it's really annoying for a small brand, to be honest. Like they have like, like contracts are so huge. And first of all, you don't have time to read them, but then you get charged (laughs) back on everything that do do wrong. So, So that's the problem. But then to see that they can like, be flexible about that kind of stuff it means there's a real hype about it and they want to be on board which is quite cool in my mind well unfortunately there won't be any um big department store retailers to work with um, in (laughs) you know like six months from now (laughs) so they'll make room for uh, fresh stuff
0: every time you know when on the other side of like a crisis like this not that we've lived through a crisis like this but there's been other significant economic recessions and 9-11 and other things, but you know, the, on the other side of it, interesting stuff does happen. And it's not, I don't want to be the person that's like, great art will come of this or whatever. I, I'm not even saying that. I just think you get a restart and there's like an inherent just change in the landscape. And like you said, it'll make room for things that there might not have otherwise been room for. And it doesn't mean that that's all good. It means-
3: Obviously not. You but know,
0: but, but it is- also. It, exactly yeah what so what is in the future for eden or how are you guys thinking about growing does it feel like growth is put on hold and just maintaining for a minute do you want to expand the collection in weird new ways or plant no, that, more
3: trees <laughs> um it's kind of on old because it's so hard for us to like just to produce stuff like yeah. i said like the factories are closed or like we don't know so and we can't like gamble with our money or or whatever so that's that's not really the point right now is like just to keep being there making cool stuff and then at one point it's going to be more favorable to like experiment with new ideas and whatever what is fun is that every season we have like a specific team that we work on and for us it's just a way to dig deeper into learning new stuff. So the first one was about solar. The second one's about permaculture. The new one is about the ocean. So restoration and rebuilding the coral reef and all of that. So it's just really like a, a good way to yeah, learn stuff. And then the next one is going to be about the mycelium network and like just mushrooms. And so for us, it's, it's, the learning process is really cool. So whatever. Some some chaga dyed some chaga dyed teas and my my, actually we get we go um, like chaga hunting like in the winter. Like my my dad like is quite good at it. We got tons of it. Sick. And you make it doesn't taste taste that good though. Like it's not. What does it taste like? It can be good. It's pretty um, I'm gonna lack the good words to express it bitter uh, yeah it's it's pretty bitter you need you really need to mix it with something more sugary you can do like cola also like so they say it kind of can replace coffee but nothing tastes like coffee Coffee's <laughs> it's own thing but a cola with sugar in it, it's pretty good
0: isaac um you've listened to corporate lunch before right
3: oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah i've listened, listened to it yeah. listened
0: listen before did you bring some vibes to this episode
3: no, I didn't because the last two ones you had no time for vibes.
1: I know. Well
0: <laughs> no time. Sam wants to do vibes this time. So I think we have
1: time for a quick a quick round of vibes, no. I
0: right, well, let's try it. Let's see how then it goes. Sam, this is your idea. Why don't you set it off? 13 vibes. Not so fast lighting round of things we like. Uh, this may just be Sam, a Sam solo vibe session, but let's go.
1: I have, okay, so this is a Canadian vibe, which is, which I, I have just for you, Isaac. There's this art gallery in like the upper, what, what is it called? Like the, in like the First Nations called Gazagin Art Gallery, G apostrophe Z-A-A-G-I-N. They make these, they make exquisite custom moccasins out of uh, deer skin. And my roommate is Canadian and he has a pair. Um, and uh-huh. I've been looking for the perfect pair of house shoes. And uh, he sent me an email today because they're taking new orders. And the way that you order them is you just, outlet, you trace your foot on a piece of paper and you scan it and you send it to them. And That's you cool. basically tell them like what, what type of skin you want, what color, um, if you want beadwork or not. And uh, they make it and ship it to you for, I think it's like 120
3: Canadian. Um, first, and it's first an all product. hand done.
0: What'd you say, Isaac?
3: First product I ever made actually was uh, moccasins. Because I, right. I realized that the factory in my hometown in Quebec City was making some of the Yucatan shoes. Oh wow! And so I went to see them. I was like, "What's the minimum?" And they told me it was 12 pair per style. So I made like a couple of like shoes for my friends, and that's the first thing of like of that was clothes. the first release. Yeah, first first piece of clothes I ever made.
0: I am looking forward to the first Eden footwear release.
3: Uh, excited like about some, that too it's, it's gonna kinda, be
0: like some keen slides or something
3: it's it's hard like i was i was super excited like that that's a vibe actually is if yeezy are really making them with a lot of algae not just like 10 percent or whatever but like what's the name of the foam weird the foam runner prom, that's the name so yeah. these ones like if there's a lot of like plant stuff in it that's exciting that's my vibe yeah but i just get the feeling it's going to be like maybe a 10 or whatever percent i have no idea i haven't done any research but that's something that we're trying to do it's like what's the good footwear option because it's quite hard so like i'm vibing for veja because of that like they're so good in what they're doing who veja oh yeah like the french the, the french uh shoe brand yeah, they I did just, a Rick like,
0: Owens collab.
3: Yeah. It's not, it's not my style, like the physical thing. You don't wear them? No, I don't wear them. But I think it's super cool. I always share their stuff. It's kind of like studied abroad in Paris once vibe. Yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> the States. Also, also vibe for um, Arcosanti bells. The bronze bells, like the That's wind chimes and stuff like that. I vibe for that.
0: Like uh you listen to them or like you have them and you hang them outside?
3: I don't have them, but I vibe for them. I want them. <laughs> yeah. I think. Rachel, you, you got a vibe? What did you call them? Wind say chimes? Anything? I don't know how
1: you yeah, say it. Arco the, the ones made in Arcosanti.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, like commune in the southwest. I don't know about that.
3: It's it's a. And it was a, it's a, yeah, it's a big community. The idea was to build a, like, a, like a, a city for the future, like a kind of communal mix with nature and all of that. But they also do a lot of bronze work there, like my hometown.
0: Like your hometown, I see the connection. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You but it's really good.
3: I, I'm gonna send it to you. It's really, really good. Not vibe for that.
0: Rachel, do you have a vibe?
2: Uh Yeah. Wearing yeah. towels. Uh yeah, wearing towels is the vibe for me. Um, so you know the brand Medea, which is the brand that makes those like there are those two Italian sisters who make the like little shopping yeah, bags. They did a the bag for keeping Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh they've been making these mixes. And so like Marito Catalan made one, Daft Punk made one, and then Aaliyah Shawcat made one. And they're really good. They're wonderful. Aaliyah Shawkatz is really vibey, very relaxing. It made me really glad that Brad Pitt has her as a
0: friend. Yeah, she's, yeah, keeping him honest. She's dope, she has good style, and- um,
2: She's so cool. I really
0: like that show that she does, that she's on. Search Party. Search Party.
2: Yeah. Super good show. Really one of like the weirdest things I've ever seen. As like a television show.
0: Um, (laughs) Terrifying. my vibe is my vibe is the great south bay which is um i got this hat it says the great south bay and this is a noah it's like a noah collaboration the brand but it's not really a noah collaboration but noah released a hat and a tee and a hoodie that everyone probably saw because everyone gets noah's emails that was a little collection for the great south bay which is the body of water between long island and fire island and um I go to fire Island every summer and um, ride the fire Island ferry and the graphic on the T it's not on the hat has like the little fire Island ferry on it. And um, you know, Brendan Babenzian, I think is from Bay shore, which is where the fire Island ferry leaves from. And so we did this collection, you know, to, to help support this polluted Bay or whatever. And um, but it's like this tiny little collection of like merch that is just so cool. Like it's, Totally not hype. There's no NOAA logos anywhere on it that doesn't say NOAA on the tag. It's just Great South Bay. Like the shirt tag is Great South Bay. The graphic is like super clean and sort of like utilitarian. Like it looks like what the workers on the boats would wear, kind of. And I bought every piece from it just like immediately. <laughs> I don't even know why. The Great South Bay sounds so cool and like everything was designed really well. And I'm not like a big no, I don't really wear NOAA. Like I really like Brendan and I like the brand. I don't, yeah. I don't. It, it doesn't really feel like it's for me right now. Of course, but, that, I mean, you're
1: flattered that he named it after you, obviously. Yeah, but. exactly.
0: I was like, you know, and that, well, that's another thing. It's like a lot of it says Noah on it, which is weird for mm-hmm. me. But uh, the Great South Bay stuff to me was just so cool and such a cool, clean, simple way to do like a raise awareness, whatever, like charity yeah. capsule thing. Um, I just, I just jumped on it. That's it. Isn't this hat sick? It's yeah. just so like, it looks cross like a high school
1: cross-country hat.
0: super retro. Yeah, exactly. It's like I was like, this is the hat you wear with like shorts and a t-shirt. It's like a big it's like a big winter hat with a pom-pom. It's like it doesn't make any sense. Isaac, who's been cutting your hair? Is this your own? You cut your own hair or is Florence that's, doing it?
3: That's Florence. Yeah.
0: It looks you have like a Hollywood guy haircut. You look like Really? It looks like good. you look, Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like Spike Jones or Ethan like Hawk. um like you have a very typical like hollywood guy in his 30s kind of look they're kidding i
3: was i was really disgusting like a couple of weeks ago so she had to do something was it getting long it was getting long and thin it was like really bad it's life
0: um who's got more vibes are we wrapping it up we've been at this for a while i got one people got to get out with their lives it's time to crack a nice bottle of natty wine, a real funky one, something that just smells nasty um, and gives you heartburn. Cider and, is a vibe. Uh, cider. Yeah. Good funky cider yeah. that like has shit living in it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, cheers to that. You just drink Isaac bleach afterwards. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can inject uh, Lysol. <sighs> Isaac, thanks. Thanks for guys. Call- thanks for calling in. Um, best of Best of luck and love to you and Florence and uh, Eden. Thank you and, very much. And um, tell a friend. Tell a friend to listen.
3: We'll See you listen next week. Back on
0: episode 93. I'm signing Thanks off. for having me. Take it's care. time. Later, guys. Right. Bye.
1: Bye.